Actor Bernard Carey has appeared in many different TV shows, from Neighbours to Home and Away, and US-based shows like CSI, Pretty Little Liars and Once Upon a Time. But since 2016, he's portrayed prison officer Jake Stewart in Wentworth. Ahead of the show's sixth season premiere, he joins us on the line. G'day, how are you going? Hi, Graham. How are you, mate? Good to talk to you. I've got to say, you know, I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of different actors over the years about um, different roles they've played and shows they're in. But I've got to say, talking to you as Jake Stewart, I felt a great sense of intrepidation because Jake's just not a, he's just a horrible person. Oh, I know, I know. Look, I, I can assure you, Graham. I'm um, as an actor, I, <laughs> I'm not um, not exactly like Jake. But um, I, look, to be to be perfectly honest, I have taken quite you know a great amount of delight in playing Jake Stewart because you know he's kind of got that uh, that duplicitous ter- personality, and I, I think that's a great word to describe him is duplicitous, where he can be. Equal parts, kind of uh, warm, open, and charming, and cheerful, and um, equal parts dastardly, and uh, you know can kind of get up to all sorts of um, nefarious deeds. Is he just misunderstood sometimes? You know, he kind of gets himself into some situations and is always trying to get himself out of them again. Yeah, that's right. I mean, look, it's what it is. I think for Jake is that he is. Um, I, I think the the kind of per- most pertinent word I guess would be he's a survivor you know and, and and he is also not afraid to take risks and also make decisions that um, could potentially cross the line once you know if he gets backed into a corner if he finds himself in a situation that is hard to get out of he will do whatever it takes to survive and he will do whatever it takes to get out of that situation and if that means crossing the line of what normal people would consider the moral kind of, um, uh, you know, line where, where the people wouldn't normally cross, he will he will gladly get across there, and you know, if it means getting himself out of that situation. And we've seen him, you know, a number of times over the last couple of seasons, kind of get in, you know, find himself in those situations, whether it be with uh, with, with um, uh, Ferguson, you know, having to repay her for uh, for the debt of uh, of you know get him out of this big um, drug deal, or even the in the, in the drug dealing himself in, in itself, he, he you know he's not afraid to um, to you know cross the line if it serves his own purposes. When we left the show, um, we sort of left on the the highlight, the excitement of uh, both uh, the freak Ferguson and Frankie being on the outside and. Uh, where does where does it leave Jake at the start of the new series? You know, what's what's he got in store for season six? Well, look, I, uh, season six is a great um, season for Jake. There's you know there's a lot going on because of the fact that uh, you know he's now he just helped um, Will to basically kind of you know obviously to try to he found a way to rid the prison of this uh, the scourge the freak. Um, and in so doing, you know, I mean, Will, Will, Will's doing it for all, you know, for, for the reasons of he's doing it for the women. Um, and Jake, I guess, sees an opportunity, you know, I guess uh, he's an opportunist in that, in that sense. When he sees an opportunity, he will take it, um, you know, forsaking all others. And, and he sees an opportunity of, of releasing himself from that kind of, from the grip of, of the freak, you know, and, um, and it's also for, for Vera's sake as well, you know, and we, we sort of find him, um, you know, it, towards the end of last, the, the previous season, we, we find him 
actually find, you know, within himself finding that he's actually fallen quite quite seriously in love with, with Vera and that all of the things that he's been charged to do by Ferguson, he, you know, he really feels the weight of those actions because he knows that it's all it's all for, for Ferguson's to towards to Ferguson's end and, and um and he's hurting Vera, you know, as a result of, of his actions. And then, you know, obviously once Ferguson drops him in to shit with uh with Vera, it's kind of like he's he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. So I guess it's sort of part of his, um, uh, you know, there, I guess there's sort of some sort of um, re- uh, retribution for, for Jake towards Ferguson and also part of his, I guess, trying to sort of redeem himself with, with Vera and get him, get Ferguson out of Vera's life as well and try to try to do the right thing by the women and stuff. So we see what we see for, for Jake through the course of, of this new season is, you know him really trying to um, actually try, trying to make amends for some of those things that he's done wrong to Vera, uh, and you know obviously it's a, it's going to be a very hard road ahead because of what he has done to her. So um, you know there's there's times which in which he kind of slips back into his old ways. He's trying hard, but she um, she kind of it falls on deaf ears a lot of the time, and and sometimes he falls into his sort of old old ways. And and so we're seeing Jake. You know, kind of, I guess, walk that line between trying to redeem himself and um, and also trying to kind of survive and get himself out of out of any situations he finds himself in. We love the show for all its twists and turns and tension. What's it like for you when a new script arrives on your doorstep and you get to find out what happens next? Well, it's. I mean, we we sort of become we've sort of become the viewers at that at that time. In in a, in a sense, you know, the writers never really tell us. I mean, they they give us a, a, a kind of a virtual sort of overview of the of the season arc, um, but you know, when each script turns up, you don't really know exactly what's happening or what your character will be doing on you know in, in scene by scene basis. So, in a sense, we become the viewers at that point. So we kind of um, we you know you get the scripts and everybody. It's, if you read episode seven and you know they kind of you know people read through it and. So we we actually get each each block we get as uh, so yeah, block block is two scripts so we will get two scripts at a time so you get uh, you know it's a really kind of a you know you find yourself a nice little warm spot in your, in the corner of your house somewhere in front of the fire or somewhere and you pull out your script and you you set aside a few hours of time to to kind of go on the journey of of the narrative. And um, and it's a and it's a great little um, thing for us to to do because, you know, we we go on on the journey that 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 everybody else is going on when they watch the show. We go on that you know a lot a lot early when we're reading the scripts. And it's a, a lot of the times they like you said they they're so full of twists and turns. They're kind of like a a great crime novel or something where you can't put them down and you just it's a page turner. So you're trying to get through to the next bit. Oh, what happens next? And and you kind of and and I, I'm also not really at the at the lip. My wife actually doesn't want to know, you know, what happens in the <laughs> um, in the in the, the uh, in the, the series. She actually's like, no, I don't want you to tell me. I don't want any spoiler alerts and that sort of stuff. So I'm itching to tell her. Oh man, you got to wait. You got to see what Jake does next and all this sort of stuff. And she's like, no, nope, I don't want to hear it because she wants to watch it in the in the finished product as a as you know as a viewer. Teal Tuesdays. What's it like coming into an established show? You know, the show had been on for four years when you joined it. What's it like to enter that cast well, and, look, and be I mean, part of it? 
Yeah, it, it's actually I can look categorically say that it's been one of the you know one of the greatest experiences of my life, and that's on a personal level in terms of um, the work that I've been able to do, the scripts that we get given that are really you know well thought out and well produced, and and they've taken time with the scripts. They're really talented writers. And, you know, the people that I get to work with, and that's, you know, people like Pamela Rabe and Kate Atkinson and uh, Robbie Magasiva. You know, these are these are all people, and Celia Island. I mean, these are all people who are just at the top of their game. And I get to walk in and sort of, you know, get to dance with these, with these people um, and get to, you know, call myself a peer to those guys. And... Um, Robbie, Robbie Magasiva is really, you know, he's a warm, open, loving, kind of fun guy. Um, it, it, whenever someone has a birthday on the crew or the cast, he'll find out about it and then he'll actually do this big sort of production number, you know, to, to wish them a happy birthday. And, you know, sometimes he comes in dressed in drag and does a Whitney Houston song or, you know, does a, gets a guitar out and sort of pretends to play something from The Sound of Music or, you know, it, it's really... Um, it's really a great thing. And he actually had a birthday the other day and, and we, all of the cast and all the crew got together and, um, uh, and sang, um, oh, what was it? It was, um, the way you, uh, the way you do the things you do, I think it's called, it's by the, um, um, it's one of these old songs. It's one of those old, like, Temptations, Four Tops, yeah, I think it was Smokey Temptations, Robinson songs. Temptations. Yeah, it was Temptations, yeah. And and he didn't know anything about it. And everybody came, you know, the whole cast and crew, you know, had little sheets, like song sheets, and they knew the words and stuff. And we did this big kind of, um, and I played guitar. And, and, you know, and so at the end of that, he, he kind of got up and he said, you know, he was quite emotional about it all and stuff. And he said, you know, when people, group of people, of professionals, they notice how um, amazing it is and how warm and open and kind of accepting it is. And um, and it's true. Anybody who walks into that into that environment notices how amazing it is, and how how much people appreciate um, you know the gift of actually being there and working on this show that we all really deeply care about. And that was exactly what I experienced on my day one. You know, I knew a few people. I knew Kate Jenkinson, um, and I knew Celia Island, and I'd met Pamela Ray before. But you know, a lot of the other guys that I hadn't met, and, and I, I was instantly accepted as one of their own. It's, it's, it, I mean, it really is the atmosphere around the set and around the green room where the actors hang out is, is truly one of family. It's a real, uh, we all feel as though we're all part of, part of one family. And, um, you know, and, and, you know, almost all the time we get on, we get along and like any normal family, almost all the time we get along <laughs> and, you know, there's, there's, I mean, you know, very rarely there's, uh, there's, there's sort of, which people, you know, need, need some change here and there, but, um, but we always, you know, we always respect and really like and, and appreciate each other for, for that. And, and it really is. It's, it's one of the greatest experiences in, of my professional career. The, um, as preparing to play a prison guard, did you visit a prison and go see what it's like behind bars? Uh, no, I didn't. Um, I, I actually didn't go and visit a prison. I know a few people who, are, who do actually work in, in prisons. And, in fact, one person I was talking to actually works in a women's prison as well. And, you know, they were sort of, you know, telling me some of the, um, you know, some of the things. But it, it's, it's, it's kind of like we have people on set that are, that are very well versed in the protocol of, um, uh, uh, you know, of the prison life and, and, and how, you know, and how sort of things are kind of done. And if you ever have any questions, you can just say, now, 
what do we do here? Do, do, the, do the guards usually walk in front of the prisoners? And they'll say, no, what happens is the guards always walk behind the prisoners because, you know, it's just they need to keep their eye on them and stuff. So there's little protocols like that that, you know, you just get talked through whenever you're going through this sort of stuff. And uh, and then if there's any ever any questions that you have about other stuff, you can just say, oh, you just ask a question about what's what would be the protocol here as to, um, you know, because there are certain certain places in the prison that you can have a mobile phone as a guard and you can't have a mobile phone in other places. And, you know, things like when you leave the prison, you can't take your utility belt with you. And, you know, so, but that's, that's all kind of looked after by people in the, in the art department and stuff. They'll tell you exactly what, um, you know, what protocols happen when and where. The, uh, you're from a family of actors, your brothers, Stephen and Andrew, also well known to Australian audiences. Has acting always been part of your life? Um, look, it, it has been since I was a child. You know, since I was a child, we we got as a family, we all got put through a, a local amateur theatre group. Um, and mum and dad aren't really they're, they're they're not in the industry. They're not actors themselves. My father was a was um, an accountant, and my mum was a nurse before she became a full time mum with five kids. But um, they just put us into this kind of local theatre group because some of the other kids around the area and some of the other families were putting their kids through it. So it was just kind of a thing to do. It was also mum and dad got the kids off their hands on a, on a Sunday afternoon and a Monday night. So, um, you know, we, that's how we sort of started out. So that was, you know, kind of a children's workshop thing where you'd, uh, you work through all these sort of kind of um, theatre kind of exercises and games. And, um, and then, you, you know, towards the, towards the end of that sort of process, you've been working on a, on a sort of a musical, like a... You know, theatre musical, and then you then you actually present the uh, you put the put the put the show on, and it goes on for a weekend at this um, at a sort of a high school theatre, and then and then it's sort of over for the year, and and then we sort of moved up into the teenage workshop, which was a bit more serious. You do more serious kind of acting workshops and exercises and stuff, and also then you, you at the end of that um, sort of curriculum thing, you do like three one-act plays, like two sort of dramas and one comedy, uh, you know, one-act plays. So a bit more serious kind of theatre um, grounding. And, and then from there, we just all, you know, got acting agents and, and we were doing commercials and um, short films and bits and pieces. And then I think I was 18 and I got the role, I got sort of the lead role in this thing called Snowy, which was a set in the 50s around the sort of set the the uh, set in and around the snowy mountains hydroelectric scheme and it had um rebecca gibney in it and william mckinnis and you know kind of a lot of a lot of great people in the industry and, and that was my first real kind of you know professional tv job and and from there that's just where it kind of went on and then Stephen, obviously uh you know he was quite young when he got i think he might have been 18 or 19 when he got the role of dale kerrigan in the castle and from that point, you know, he kind of then just kind of took off and, and did his thing. And Andrew has, uh, you know, he appeared in Neighbours and um, Blue Heelers and, uh, you know, a bunch of shows that he did. And um, and he did City Homicide as well. And, you know, he did a bunch of TV shows and films. And uh, and so it all just blossomed from that um, sort of you know, children's and teenage work, like theatre workshop. So that's how we kind of got our background. It must be a pretty good workshop. Yeah, I, well, I think so. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was. We We loved it, you know, and that's... And that's part of, you know, why we continue to do it because sometimes it can be a, a pretty thankless kind of um, thing when you're, you know, especially when you're not working, it's, it can be a really tough industry to be in. Uh, but you wouldn't do it unless you truly loved it. And that's, I think that's where our, you know, that's where the grounding for that, for our love and appreciation for this 
this craft came from and and it's just grown and grown over the years and like i said before it's when you get an experience like i've just had where you know where I've, i'm you know i'm i'm having at the moment where you get to work with some of the you know the elite actors in this industry and and you get to consider them your um, peers and friends it's you know I, I don't think it gets much better than that and to work on a show like like wentworth which i am really deeply proud of and you know we, we just got nominated for five logie awards so that's uh, that's another thing that obviously it shows that it has lasting appeal with the public you know the public obviously really really enjoy the show we've been nominated for most popular as well as most outstanding drama so um you, you know that's testament to the longevity and the and the sort of deep feeling that a lot of people have for this show in australia and also around the world it's sold all the way around the world and and it's really popular, you know, kind of in, in a lot of places. So I'm really proud of what we've achieved over that time. Wentworth returns on Foxtel's Showcase channel on the 19th of June. Tune in to see what everyone's been up to.